Son and the Holy Spirit, the gospel we have just uh, we have just heard and have just been read to us. It seems radical. God wants us to love Him from all our hearts, over our parents, over our children, over anyone else over anything else however that doesn't mean that he doesn't want us to love others because this is not what he taught but he wants us to have him as the center of our minds, our love our minds he is the the one through him and in him we love everyone it's some kind of reordering do I love this person or do I love him through Christ I think I will love him more through Christ and that means that we should give God glory we should thank him because he when we come to Him, when we glorify Him, when we put Him in the upfront, He again rearranged our relationship with the creation, with the other people, with our parents, with everyone, and with everything. And that deserves that we give Him thanks. And that's why I wanted to speak about Thanksgiving, especially we have just celebrated one of the very nice. Uh, celebrations uh, in this country the thanksgiving and I want to give a very quick and, and by the way before getting to the history of the thanksgiving I, it was a nice uh, coincidence that the, the, the reading of, from the Pauline epistle today was mentioned speaking of the thanksgiving and it was, I just realized it this morning, when St. Paul is saying, we are bound. We are bound. Strong language. Bound. I mean, I think obligation. We are bound to thank, an obligation of love again. We are bound to thank God always. Thank God always. If, if something we need to do always is very important. I mean, if we always think or and, and speak of prior, prioritizing, right? Yeah, I say it right. Anyway, priorities, about, about priorities. So, set our priorities. I think we, what, is the, what, what has the most priority is something we need to do more often. So, Thanksgiving is one of the three things that the Bible mentioned that we should do always. Here is one of the incidents where St. Paul said that we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of everyone of you all abounds toward each other. 
So we give thanks always. Again, three things the Bible said that we should do always. And this is prayer, thanksgiving, and rejoicing. And we're going to get to that. But before that, I want to give a quick history of the thanksgiving. This is not my issue, but it's just an introduction. I think you, you may have studied this, but for those who, doesn't, who don't know, the history of thanksgiving, it started in 1621. It was celebrated by the colonists who came to the U.S. in the beginning. Second time, 1623, there was a drought, and then the, the, after the drought, the, the harvest came and, and the people started to celebrate another, another Thanksgiving for the second time in history, 1623. And then it became a national holiday and a national celebration during the height of the Civil War in 1863 when Abraham Lincoln uh, made it a national celebration and a national holiday in the fourth week of, of November. And I'm quoting here Abraham Lincoln in his decree to, to consider this uh, uh, a national holiday, a national celebration. He said that all Americans should ask God, quote, command to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners because of the civil war, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife. End of quote. And then he said another quote, and to heal the wounds of the nation. So we thank God. We, need, we should thank God. And as I said, it is one of three things that the Bible called us to do all the time, always. We should do many things, but I mean, these are the three things that the Bible said explicitly that they, we should do always. I don't want to read a lot of Bible verses and scripture, but one verse bind all of them together. That's in First Thessalonians 5. He said, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God that we thank Him. That we thank Him among prayer and, and being rejoicing in Him. So, God wants us to thank Him. I, I am inspired by a discussion I had once about Thanksgiving. And one of the points that we, we discussed, does God expect us to thank Him? Yes or no? I don't want to open that, that argument again. Even though I want to make the, an, an argument that, or I would argue, that yes, He expects us to thank Him. We should thank Him. Not because this is, he's in need of that. Not because this adds something to him. But it adds to us. And it adds to our relationship with him. I mean, thank you is a word, I think one of the very first words, kids especially in, in the US, they learn. I mean, one of the most commonly used words is thank you. But do we, does it really, all the time we use it, all the time we say it, it shows real and genuine appreciation 
gratitude? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's part of being in a civilized society. Being civil, it means you should be nice to others. And when someone gives you something, you should say thank you. This is one of the things we teach our kids. Say thank you. But is it out of real appreciation? Again, not all the time. We use words, but sometimes we, we empty them from their meaning. Like when someone sneezes, we say, bless you. Do we mean to give blessing? Not all the time. Or maybe it's just a habit. So, I think God wants us to, to give him thanks. Not because, again, not because he's in need. But this is the, 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 how the children of God should act. Definitely God gives all his gifts to all people. Without discrimination. This is what he said in the Gospel of St. Matthew, in the, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, but say to you, I say, I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pay, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, sends rain on the just and the unjust. So his gifts are poured out to everyone. The just and the unjust, the good, the evil. The gifts are given without discrimination. But the discrimination is happening based on who I think gives God the glory. Who gives God the thanksgiving? Who gives gratitude to God because of his gifts? The nice story that is very relevant to that. The story of the ten lepers in Luke 17. Ten lepers went to Jesus and they asked, they, they, they asked him, as many have asked, that have mercy on us. And he had mercy on them. He granted them, grant them healing even after referring them to the priests. And they were all healed. The gift was given without discrimination to every one of them. However, one of them, only one of them, returned and gave thanks to God. And I think from what Jesus said, commenting on the return of one out of ten, we can understand how God expects us to thank Him. Again, not out of His need to fulfill His ego, but because of how He expects us to be true children, grateful children, children who are appreciating what He has done. Children who are acknowledging that all what they have, even their existence, is only due to him. So when they returned, when, when the, the, this one man returned, Jesus said, uh, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? How do you call that question? That's an English question. How do you call that question? Guys, I'm going to stop if, if you didn't answer this question. Where, where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? How do you call it? Rhetorical question. 
A rhetorical question is a question you ask when you are not happy about something. Where are the others? It's not just he just needs an explanation. He's saying, why didn't they come? Why only one was grateful and the nine weren't? That's an expectation. He expects us to be grateful to him. And even more, or moreover, he said, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? So, thanking God is giving him glory. The reason why I'm speaking of this is not just because we should only give thanks to God, but I think that virtue of gratitude, we should learn it. I mean, in, in a society that can be characterized by individuality and relativity, it's, it's all about me. I don't give credit to anyone else. Yes, I should be nice and say thank you, but it's not that I'm grateful. It's not that I'm appreciative. I see it even. Some of the young, young folks, they don't show that appreciation even to their parents. I think we, we need to learn how to be appreciative. I see the, the love and the sacrifice that many of the parents are, are exerting and, and giving to their children. I'm not sure if the children are always appreciative to what their parents are doing. I'm not saying the parents are, are not making mistakes. I'm not saying they are perfect. I'm not saying this. But at least learning how to see the things that we can appreciate for is something that is very, very important in our spiritual formation. How we are formed as Christians. And definitely, above all, we should give God all the glory because He is the perfect one. He deserves all the thanksgiving, all the gratitude. That's why we should, we should remind ourselves of the things that we need to thank God for. And even the people around us. And again, we, I think you know that thanksgiving is tied to humility. The more humble I am, the more I'm able to give thanks Otherwise, I'm going to give the credit to myself. Or at least, I'm going to take everything for granted. I remember, if you are, you know, you are familiar with the name of Dr. James Dobson. He always saying in, in upbringing our children, we should teach them how to be appreciative. And I remember in one of his books, he was saying, one of the very bad scenes you might see in your children when... In their birthday, they get the present, the gift, the birthday presents and gifts, and they start to open them. And yeah, look to this and, and throw it and, and look to the other without showing all the, not just showing, but feeling, having real gratitude for the one who gave you this present, this gift. I think this is the, 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 the thing we, we need to to instill in our children, in, in ourselves. I want to conclude with some of the, 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 the quotes and the sayings of the Church Father about Thanksgiving and how they are relating and relaying these, these ideas. And before that, even the psalm, 
I mean, one of the great psalms that speak of, of thanksgiving and showing gratitude to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. That's Psalm 103. And then, I think, eight or six verses after, he's saying, Who did so and so? Who did so and so? Who did so and so? And hopefully we can remember that He did so and so with us. I think I told you before about people who are trying to write down three things every day. And I hope you take that exercise or you remember it. You take three things and you write them down of the things that God gives you. From the tiniest things, even the air that some people are, are struggling to have. When I told you before, I think this story that I visited a, 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 a young person. He, he passed away many years ago. And he was 26 years old. And I was visiting him with another priest. And he asked us to pray for him for one thing. Do you know what, what is it? Not the healing. He was, he was a terminal cancer uh, uh, patient. Uh, you know what he asked for? He asked, Abunas, please pray for me. That I can go to the bathroom by myself. I can never forget this prayer. I mean, someone asks for uh, something we've never have any one of us thought to thank God because I'm able to go to the bathroom by, on my own. Never. But that's something someone in dire need for. This is all what he needs. When he sees two abunas, he would ask them to pray for him for that. So going to the, the, the church fathers, St. John Chrysostom says, Let us give thanks to God continually, for it is outrageous that when we enjoy his benefaction to us, indeed, every single day, we do not acknowledge the favor. Thanksgiving is acknowledging that all what we have is from him, and we thank him. Uh, every single day, we do not acknowledge the favor with so much as a word, and this when the acknowledgement confers great benefit on us. So we are the ones who benefit from that. He does not need anything of ours, but we stand in need of all things from him. That's why he's not in need, but he's expecting this as his children. Again, he's giving his gift to just the unjust. But the just would give him thanks. To the good and evil, the good would give him thanks. But the evil don't. Uh, St. Irenaeus he's saying he who shall preserve the life bestowed upon him and give thanks to him who imparted it shall receive also length of days forever and ever who will receive length of days forever and ever not on earth definitely no one no one will stay on earth forever and ever but he's speaking of eternal life he is one who can give us eternal life Forever and ever. But he who shall reject it and prove himself ungrateful, ungrateful. I think as much as we speak of thanksgiving, gratitude, we should speak of the dangers, dangers of being ungrateful. The perils of being ungrateful. He who rejects uh, 
But he who shall reject it and prove himself ungrateful to his maker, inasmuch as he has been created and has not recognized him who bestowed the gift upon him, deprives himself of the privilege of continuous forever and ever. So if you are not giving God the glory, the praise, the thanksgiving, the gratitude for all what he is giving you, salvation, uh, eternal life, uh, being, existence, all of that, how can you have eternal life? You don't appreciate that, and you are not thanking him for it, how you can have it. I mean, to that extent, it's important to be grateful. Uh, Continues, and and for this reason, the Lord declared to those who showed themselves ungrateful towards him, if you have not been faithful in that which is little, who will give you what is great? That's the parable of the uh, unjust steward, indicating that those who in this brief temporal, temporal life have shown themselves ungrateful to him who bestowed it, shall justly not receive from him length of days forever and ever. No eternal life. No eternal life. Saint uh, Mark the ascetic. He, you should continually and unceasingly call to mind all the blessings which God in his love has bestowed on you in the past and still bestows for salvation of your soul. You must not let forgetfulness of evil. So he considered forgetfulness is, is an evil. Forgetfulness of evil or laziness make you grow unmindful of these many and great blessings and so pass the rest of your life uselessly and ungratefully. I hope we, we learn how to remember the, the blessings of God. Isaac the Syrian, gratitude from the receiver invites the giver to bestow gifts greater than before. So the gift will increase as we, we thank God for him, for, for what he is giving. He who is ungrateful in lesser things is false and unjust in greater. I hope we, we while we, we, the, the, the celebration of Thanksgiving is still fresh in our minds, we remember that we learn how to be grateful for God, for the people around us, for everything that's given to us. We say thank you, but we mean it. With all the appreciation, with, with all the gratitude, with all the thanksgiving we can have to all what is given to us. Don't take things for granted. What we have shouldn't be taken for granted. What people are doing for us is not taken for granted, but we should be appreciative to, what, to everything God gave us and the, uh, the people around us, and glory be to God forever. Amen.